Good theology should lead us to a greater sense of worship and a greater sense of mission. Theological studies should also lead us to humility because we recognize there is just so much. I can comprehend, I can, I can imagine God, but I cannot exhaust the limits of knowing Him. Hey everyone, today I am here with Luke Nusifora, who's I've known for a long time. None of you guys that are listening might know him. I'm way too old. I haven't been around on the scene lately since you moved to Cairns, but... Uh, I remember you from when I was in youth and even just the help and wisdom you gave me when I started in youth ministry. So I really appreciate your time, man, to come and speak to the youth leaders. Honestly, so good. Thanks for um, bringing me on and uh, can't wait to chat. No worries. Would, would you mind telling everyone, maybe before we get into the, um, you know, I guess what, what youth ministry has looked like for you, so you've had a, a big history with it. What is, what does today look like? Tell everyone about yourself, what you do and who you are. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, my name's Luke Nusifora. I live in Cairns, married. Uh, to my beautiful, amazing wife, Nikki, which maybe some of the guys in Toowoomba will know because uh, she has come down and hung out with you guys a few times now. Um, we've got two kids, Georgia and Leonardo, and I love them dearly. Uh, so we are location pastors uh, in Cairns with Elevation and have been doing that now for four and a half years. But I've been part of youth ministry for a very long time. And they say, you know, you can take the youth pastor out of the youth ministry, but you can't uh, take the youth ministry out of the youth pastor. And it, it is so true. Uh, so ever since, uh, you know, I was probably 10, I was going to youth group kind of things. Uh, when I was 15, though, I, I lived in a small country town in far north Queensland, and a they started a youth group on a Sunday morning in my church, in an INC church, Innisfail INC and um, I, I, something just grabbed my heart and it made it my mission to just bring everyone from my school along to, uh, uh, to youth ministry. And I mean, it got to a point where we were, we were traveling half an hour to the youth group to get there on a Sunday morning. We, we ended up having so many people. We launched a once a month service in our small little town of a thousand people. Um, you know, and, and God was just doing amazing stuff. But when I left school, I moved to Brisbane. Uh, spent a couple of years there and then moved to the Sunshine Coast where I became a youth pastor with then my friend, Nikki. Uh, and look, everyone said, you guys are going to get married and we never believed them, but we're married and I'm glad for it. So, so yeah, so I was in, I was in uh, Caloundra for at least, I think, nine years doing youth ministry, young adults. And I'll tell you what, I just love it. That's so good. I love it. I still, I still remember the, the advice you gave me very early on when I when I started. And what was that? I can't remember. I, I, I remember it was it was don't, don't try and communicate everything at once. Just pick one thing. Oh, nice. Pick one thing. I still remember it. Oh, that's good. The messages preaching. I think we had an inflatable boat that night. I was like five years ago. A long time ago. It's something that it just seed in the brain. Right? You can't forget. So good. Um, but what about the the things you're working on now, especially within INC? Yeah. Uh, I know you, you've taken a specific focus with um, or something called theology. Yeah. Tell everyone a little bit about, I guess, what, what that means and what it looks like for us as a movement and a, a church as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, the role there. Absolutely. So uh, I am a part of what's called the uh, Theological and Cultural Leadership Pillar, which is basically a, a small uh, group of people um, that the movement has asked to think about and consider the cross-section between theology, which is the study of God, the study of all things to do with God, um, and culture, like what's going on in our society, um, people's belief systems, people's worldview, to help our leaders, pastors, Christians navigate um, a changing culture in Australia. The fact that, you know, if you're listening to this, 
uh, you're in a very different culture, most likely to what I grew up in, uh, a culture that has probably got less of God in it, uh, a little bit more what we would call secular, uh, progressive, uh, post-Christian. There's all these big words that get used and thrown around to describe it. But ultimately, it, it just seems like our society is moving away from the Judeo-Christian foundations upon which it was built, what I believe brought us so much success and prosperity and 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 um, a, a great society to live in. Not perfect, but a great society to live in. And uh, and now we're seeing the effects of that on, on society. And there's all sorts of questions being asked that you know we haven't had to ask for thousands of years, or uh, new questions, new challenges for the church. And we just want to be really good at thinking about these questions and coming up with a response and an answer uh, that's going to lead people closer to Jesus, even if they disagree, uh, lead them hopefully closer to Jesus and and um, be, a, uh, I guess, a, a beacon of truth to our world. Yeah, great. Well, that's sort of a, a big part of why I wanted to get you to chat to all our, our leaders today. It's sort of that focus, because I, I know so many so many leaders um, ha- have the, the best heart and mind, right? mm-hmm. where it's like, I want to help these kids know Jesus. I want to help them through these things, and I want to help them find Jesus. And we've got the side of the encounter. Yeah, where we, we, we encountered Jesus on Friday. This yeah, playful. But we, we've still got to wrestle with the mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're, you're in that moment, you're in small group, you're hanging out with a kid and they ask you a question. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't know the answer to that. That's a good question. Or it's a, a kid who's almost more prepared than you are. <laughs> and they're like, well, but didn't you? Yeah. And say, all like, but what if can't God? And you're like, oh, how do I uh-huh. answer this? And so I'd, I'd love it if you could um, speak to us a little bit today, uh, Luke, about how I guess why why is theology important? Yeah, sure. Why should we know what we believe? Yeah, great, great question. Look, first I want to say off that because I know that situation very well, and I just want to give everyone permission here that in in many situations it's actually okay to go. I don't actually know. Let me just find the answer. If we like, give me a week, I'll find the answer. Because I think it's unfair to expect everyone would have the answers to to everything. I'm yeah. kind of half worried, Ben. You're going to ask me a question. I'm just going to be like, dude, I have no idea, but I know where I can find it. Yeah. Right. Um, but when it comes to theology, you know, the question, what, what is theology to start off with? And I like a definition uh, that I believe was coined by Saint Anselm um, many years ago now, uh, who said uh, theology is faith seeking understanding. Faith seeking understanding. So I believe in God. I know He exists. I've experienced Him. I know the power of the Holy Ghost. I, I, you know, I, I believe the gospel, the good news about Jesus and His kingdom. Um, but I want to understand. I want to. I want to know um, because our God is both a God of power um, and and spirit, obviously. But He is a God of truth. Um, you know, it's spirit and truth together. And so, theology is very important for us to figure out. Now, it's not just something I would say. It's safe to say that. It's not just something we want um, leaders doing. I think all Christians yep. should engage in some way um, in, in having a strong theological grounding and a reason for what they believe. Um, in, in fact, Peter talks about this in one of his letters. He talks about giving a defense. We should always be ready to give a defense for the hope for which we profess. Um, that word is is apologia uh, in Greek, which is like a like a defense of, of your reasons, your beliefs. And that, that's not because you're under attack, but you just need to know the reasons for, um, for what you believe. So uh, I think then if we think about youth leaders and youth pastors, those in ministry, um, we, we've got to recognize that uh, teenagers, they are coming from our schools, they're coming from our community, and they hold a very different worldview that may not necessarily automatically line up with 
the Christian worldview, or in other words, how we understand life, um, ethics, morality, the meaning of life, our purpose, destiny, um, how we should live, all of that. It, it's different. And so um, they're going to come and those two worldviews are going to clash. And that's okay. Our job is not to brush them aside and be like, you just need to believe. It's like, okay, well, how do we help you um, to see the world, not just the way we see it, because it's not based on us. It's, it's on what the word of God says. We want to see life and our lives and the lives of others, um, our purpose, all of those things through the lenses of the Bible, because that will lead to human flourishing. Um, that'll lead to human flourishing. And so I think, you know, we learn this stuff and we want to grow in our theology because if it is true, then there'll be good arguments for it. <laughs> and the arguments will, and you know, the, the reasons will win out with people if they think mm. logically about it. So for the youth leaders, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of a good way to look at it. Like what would be your, your encouragement if, um, you know, they go, Hey, I, I know Jesus loves, loves me. I know he died for me. That's all I need to know. Mm -hmm. Would you have any encouragement there of why they should or could know more about the truth of God and his character and his heart? Yeah, sure. That's a great question. Well, look, I love my wife and I know she said I do at the, at the altar, but I have not just left it there. <laughs> like I love her. I want to know her more. I want to build a future together with her. I want to draw closer to her. Um, and cause she's amazing. And yet when it comes to God, I mean, as much as I love my wife, we're talking about the infinite, all-powerful, all-knowing, um, ultimate cause of the universe. Like there is so much to know about him and to learn about him. And the more we draw closer to him, the the better it gets. Mm. Um, and, and I think that if all we needed to know was the death of Jesus and, and the resurrection, obviously, then our Bibles would have finished with the book of John. Yeah. Wow. Right? Like, what's the point of Paul's letters? What's Paul doing? What's Peter doing? What's James doing? They're going, this event has happened. Something unexpected, something completely like we didn't, we didn't see it coming. It is like the beginning of a new uh, eschaton, a new age. Oh my gosh, Jesus died. And then out of, he rose again from the dead. What the heck does that mean now? <laughs> what does that mean now? And we're teasing out. And I would say that if you kind of only see a need to know the fact that Jesus died on the cross and rose again from the dead, um, you don't understand yeah. what it's about. Yeah. Wow. And that's, that's really good. I mean, I think it's, I, I want, I guess I wanted to just have, have, I guess the, the question there is like, well, this is, this is why, because mm. if. I really believe that as I know, I know the youth leaders listening, I know you guys have the right heart. You've no doubt. Yeah. And in the end, you, you want to help people understand the, the truth and power that you've encountered more. So mm. it, it's good to take that sec of maybe there's something on the inside. You're like, ah, oh, but I don't want to, or like, oh, it, it sounds like a lot, or mm. I don't want to, you know, have, I don't know, be that person who's just, you know, all the, actually the Bible says, yeah. you know, and so I know the heart's good, but I yeah. it's, it's just for everyone, maybe you've been doubting it. Well, that's a good reason. Yeah. And that it does show more of your love for Christ, really. Yeah, well, it exposes you to it. Mm. You know, it, it's it's not about like sort of fulfilling some quota or earning the love of God. It's it's more you feel more exposed. You increase your exposure to the love of God. Uh, a friend of mine, um, and I don't know if he coined this, so I'm not going to quote him. I, I think he may have snaked it from someone else. But he basically said, um, "Good theology should lead us to a greater sense of worship and a greater sense of mission." You know, like you don't have to be that guy that's like, well, actually the Bible says, you know, there's, and, and you, that's very easy to become. I've become that 
mm. more times than I would like to admit, uh, if I'm honest. But I think true the- theological studies should also lead us to humility because we recognize there's just so much about God that I just can't, I don't even know yet. It's so much bigger than just me. I'm just a little speck. And yet, by his mercy and grace, he somehow calls me his son or his daughter and invites me into a relationship with himself, the one uh, of whom I will never be able to, I can comprehend, I can, I can imagine God, but I cannot exhaust the limits of knowing him, mm. even if I'm pursuing that for all eternity, which we will <laughs> when we when we yeah. go to be with it. Yeah, that's it. There'll be plenty more time to find everything we don't get on the hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Our theology classes post the the general resurrection are going to be very interesting. Well, I wonder if Jesus will teach it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a great lesson on Christology anyway. Yeah. No, that's good, man. Well, then I guess the, the next step is because we, we don't want to just, you know, create a need of like, you guys got to do this. No. Because I think the, the the question then always is, well, how do I do it? You know, like, yep. is it just, you know, I've, I've, I've read the Gospels before. I've read the Bible, how many mm-hmm. before. I've listened to, to preachers. And, you know, I'm, yeah. I know that for a lot of, um, you know, youth leaders or just leaders in general, obviously your theology is developed by um, your pastor and your your leaders and people yeah. that have spoken into you. So I hope yeah. I've done a half decent job. What <laughs> sure you have. Other people have. Yeah. Um, but I, I I believe as well that we we live in the the age of knowledge, right? 100%. Like it, it is that what we can access at our fingertips is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think there there are steps before we get to that. Hey, I'm going to study a diploma. I'm going to do an, a bachelor. I'm going. Yeah. Um, I love. How how can the everyday youth leader yeah who goes I do want to know more about what I believe and mm-hmm. it's not just a, a, a not just a heart thing but the head part as well yeah. I, I want to unravel this glorious mystery even more mm-hmm. what are some steps or things they can do just the every person can do to to grow in their understanding of their theology yeah that's a really great question and I I like it because we never want to put unfair <laughs> expectations on people not everyone is called to study it as a um, as a you know as a formal degree. Um, and not everyone will feel an affinity with the theological study where it's like, this is my passion. Like it, it's just good though, to have a baseline strength around your, what you believe, you know, as long as you know what you believe, it's also, I think unfair to expect to, to gain a complete, um, rounded out, uh, theology based solely on the preaching of your pastor, like man. It's just not possible. <laughs> like we're, we're mostly adults or young adults or maybe sort of teenagers and 16, 17 year olds. Like we're old enough, big enough, ugly enough to go and do a bit of study ourselves, you know, and, and a bit of self agency, uh, a bit of agency there. So, um, but I think it starts simply by this. I think it starts with asking questions. Right. When you read the Bible, um, you know, not with a critical spirit, not with like, a, oh, you know, I'm trying to prove this wrong. That's not what I mean. But it's just asking questions of like, why did Jesus say that? What what was going on there? Where, what does that actually mean? What do I believe about this? And, and, and starting to consider just a little bit more, um, digging a little bit deeper. And then I think that then leads to looking for answers. And so I'm a big fan of podcasts. I, I know as you're listening to one right now, so you must be <laughs> a big fan or Ben is bribing you to listen to this. Uh, either way, yeah, look, hey, whatever works, man. Um, but I think podcasts, like one I love is um, is The Bible Project. 
I love listening to those guys. They they do like a one hour podcast based on the little creative videos they do, and they just go through everything, and it's super easy to understand because the way they talk about it. One guy um, is the theologian, uh, and one guy is like the the creative guy who is just asking the questions and trying to figure it out. And you sort of really. Uh, connect with that. That's, that's a big part of it, listening to podcasts. And that's kind of like you, you're preparing yourself, you're, you're getting a m- much more well-rounded um, uh, understanding. But then I think it's, it's making an investment into a couple of, a couple of key books. Um, I think a great resource, if you're, if you're serious about this, particularly in studying the Bible, would be something that immerses you in the world of the Old Testament or in the New Testament. Yeah. So for the Old Testament, um, anything by John Walton, uh, I think he does an Old Testament survey uh, off the top of my head. I probably should have known that coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Walton, he's an excellent theologian, very well-rounded. Um, for the New Testament, uh, I would not look past um, the New Testament in its world by Michael Bird, who's an Australian. Yeah. Um, I believe he's Anglican. He's down at Ridley College. He's just got, uh, I think he just became the dean there. Oh, wow. Uh, so him and, uh, N.T. Wright, who is the, yeah. probably the leading New Testament scholar in the world right now, both very big hitters, very, um, very approachable to the point where I think like one of the, you know, how in textbooks they'll have like the main body and then they'll have these little excerpts with like a, a case study or something, you know, figure 3.5. But in that it will be like tweets from the bird, you know, and, and he'll bring it like a, a question or something like that. It's a very relatable, uh, lots of good images and diagrams. That, so stuff like that is really good. And then I, I think looking at commentaries are always good too. Uh, you know, explain what commentaries. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, great. You know, um, so uh, it, commentaries are basically theologians and scholars that walk you through uh, what you're reading. Yeah. It's like a commentator on a rugby league game. We all, maybe we all watch state of origin and you've got the commentators, there describing what's going on. And there might be the ref might make a call and you're like, what happened there? What, what went on? You're watching the replay and you don't understand the rules for why they react or did the things they did. And then the commentators, they're going, Hey, they did this because this is the rule in NRL and this is what we've got to do. And therefore it's going to be this result. Yeah. And that's all the commentary is, is someone much smarter than me who dedicated their life to this going, Hey, this is probably the best way to understand yeah. um, what we're what we're talking about here. The problem with commentaries, though, is that very often you don't get a commentary on anything more than a single book of the yeah. Bible. Um, so just be aware of that. But normally on Kindle, they don't they don't cost too much money, right. you know. So and um, I've always said to to my guys that if, if they want resources, I'm more than happy to give it to them. Yeah, great. So if you're interested in this stuff, let me know which book or what, and I'll make it happen because I'm always keen for you guys to learn. And this is on the record now, guys, so you can totally yeah, hold it to this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm jump. Dude, no, that, that's so practical, man. Thank you for sharing that. And we'll, we'll end on, I know you said, I, I asked if you had something that you wanted them to know. Mm. Can, can you t- tell, what was the question that I should have asked? Oh, that's great. Yeah, look, I think one thing with this, and this is probably for more those who feel called um, to study it in a, in a more formal manner. Um is often what can happen when you do engage in formal studies around theology at the bachelor level, at definitely at the master's level, is it puts you through a process of, um, I don't want to say deconstruction because there's, there's actually a whole school of thought, of, you know, it's a formal title for a school of thought, yeah. but it does sort of break you down, challenges what you believe about God, how you've understood God. 
it probably for me when I did my masters, it it challenged the the simplistic perspectives I had about God on certain things. And what happens though is you have these views of Jesus that kind of, in some ways, get blown out of the water or at least challenged. Um, but and that happens very quickly. But the process of rebuilding what you believe actually happens very slowly. Yeah. And so there's like this lag time between like, oh my gosh, like what I what I've believed in this. And I'm not talking about the main things: Jesus dying on the cross, rising up from the dead, like the. the that's a, that's a given, but just some of the side things, it's like, okay, what I thought about Jesus, that's really shifted my perspective and it's challenging me, but I, I don't know where to land on this. And you sort of feel like you're in limbo. There's a level of what in some ways you would call cognitive dissonance where, especially if you're still leading, you're still preaching, or you're still, um, you know, investing into young people. It's like, you're practicing something that on the inside, you're still wrestling over. It's like, there's a disconnect there. Um, that can be very destructive for people. And um, is sometimes the hesitancy we might see by seasoned Christians towards maybe you going off and studying something in theology is they've seen that process take someone out. Yeah, I think that process though can be managed well, and I think it actually can make you stronger and a better thinker. And and being able to be there for me, I had my views around Jesus when I did master's level at a Catholic uh, yeah. university. So not Pentecostal theology, not not Protestant theology. Catholic the theology were things you different to me. Yeah. And, and I really went after it and, um, and you know, it, it, but then I'm getting up on Sunday and preaching, you know, and I'm not being insincere. Um, but there was this demand, like, cause I'm a pastor, I've got to preach, come with confidence when I'm still wrestling. And so I just want to help maybe some of those who are in that wrestle, or maybe you've just been asking questions about God and you're wrestling over it. I would say this, the, the best way to navigate the wrestle is to, um, not focus on what you don't know, but cling to what you do know. What kept me going was I might be wrestling over elements of of the historicity of the Bible, like how historical the Bible is. Now, I've landed that I'm like, I believe it 100%. The history is airtight. But there were seasons where I'm like wrestling over that. And yeah, I'm getting up to preach. Well, what did I cling to? Well, I didn't focus on that. I clung to the fact that I've seen Jesus work in my life. I, I've seen the miracles. I know God has done this for me or that for me. And I clung to what I did know, trusting that Jesus was going to help me with what I didn't know. And I didn't give up on that. And where I see people get taken out often is when they allow what they don't know to just absolutely um, uh, undermine what they do know. When they... The, there's no disconnect, you know, there, uh, sorry, there's no connection there. There shouldn't be. So um, I would say cling to what you do know and trust that Jesus is going to lead you out the other side. I think also get around people who've gone the journey before, whether that's Pastor Ben, whether you want to reach out to me, I, I'm so here for anyone that's wrestling through this and and struggling with this. I'm, I'm here for you because I know what that feels like. And um, I would love to help be that support as well. Fantastic. Well, thank, thank you, not just for your time, but your relationship, man. To, oh, um, dude, love it. As, as a church and a youth group and just in, in uh, a movement, INC, all of it, man. Just appreciate all the work you're doing and okay. helping us navigate this theological road as well. Um, but, you know, it's great to see that, yeah, like, so like we said, every, everything we learn, it just pushes us closer to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's going to help us to, to create healthy disciples more and then... Mm-hmm. And it's just where I'm just keen to see the fruit of mm-hmm. leaders that are digging more into God for the purpose of that great commission and, and seeing our world change. So thank you again, man. Appreciate it. And I hope you guys have learned lots. And again, hit me up, hit up Pastor Luke, whoever you want, and let's just change the world. Amen. Awesome.